The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you with us today. As I always say, please, please go to the Self-Improvement blog. You know, you'll want to see a picture of today's guest. You're going to want to read about her book. You're going to want to watch the TVs in the right sidebar. She has such a great story to tell that you won't want to miss any part of it, and you're going to want to know all about her. Let me say a word about the book. After her book came out, another book with the same name came out as well. The name of her book is 50 Dates in 50 States, One Woman's Journey to Positive Change. It's a dark cover. You'll see a a red-haired woman with half of her head cut off. That's the one you want. You know, um, she, she's not, she doesn't have half her head cut off. But on the book cover, there's only half of her face. And that, you know, please get this book. Uh, it's really, it's a fun book. It's, it's a, a, a great book for any number of reasons we're going to be talking about today. You know, we all want to be loved. And finding a real and lasting love relationship is not always easy. Most of us have experienced heartbreak along the way, and most of us have experienced the loss of someone we love dearly. We all deal with loss in our own way. You know, some people just crawl in bed and stay there. You know, some become angry and lash out at everyone around them. Some become workaholics. Um, there are as many ways to deal with grief and loss as there are people. Grief, like everything else in our lives, is extremely individual. It is not one size fits all, and there is no right or wrong way to go about grieving. When you hit rock bottom emotionally, what do you do? Today's guest did hit rock bottom, and in her healing process, she designed and fulfilled a remarkable adventure and wrote a book to share it with us, and that book is her 50 Dates in 50 States, One Woman's Journey to Positive Change. Mel Brocklehurst has a Master's of Law degree from the Australian National University, and is the author of this remarkable book. She's in Australia, uh, where it is now Friday at 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, This book is a memoir, a travelogue, and a how-to guide 
wrapped into one. It's, it's, a, it's just a great, great story. Melanie had the idea to travel to 50 U.S. states and date someone in each as she was working her way to positive, through her positive change formula, and we're going to talk about that. Now, I looked up uh, more about Australia today. I have to admit, I really don't know a lot about their organization, their structure, their government, and I realized that six dates in six states wouldn't quite cut it. The 50 dates in 50 states is pretty remarkable. She's now an author, speaker, and results coach. She's a communications and relations consultant and has over 15 years of experience working as a lawyer, ministerial advisor, and political lobbyist. In recognition of her work and service in Australia, Melanie has been awarded an Australian Service Medal and an Australian Day Medal. And it is such a delight and honor for me to welcome Melanie Brocklehurst to the Self-Improvement Show. Mel, welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, if we have any time left. <laughs> tell us, a little, see, I love that laugh. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Melanie or Mel Brocklehurst? Um, well, I think I would categorize myself as a, an adventure adventurer and a seeker. Um, I, uh, as, as you can tell from, from what you've just read out, I, 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 uh, I like to try new things <laughs> um, and um, I love learning and I think that's probably the, the key part of me that pushes me each time to, to do something new and, and to keep growing um, and looking both within and, and outside of myself for um, inspiration and uh, and for for life lessons, I think that's probably probably the key to it. Maybe. Well, tell us a little bit about your life up until the book. What propelled you to take it well, up to the trip? What is it that led you to making such a decision to have you know such an experience? I mean, most of us would never have thought of going to another country and traveling around, meeting people, having dates with people you don't know in a country you're not familiar with. So tell us, just, give us just a little thumbnail of your background, your life up until then. Well, the, the, um, the idea for the book, and actually I, I have to admit I was never going to write a book about my, my trip, so I suppose the idea for the trip really came about because, as you said, I, I did unfortunately hit rock bottom. Um, my soulmate, Adam, passed away in 2008, and um, I, I really didn't deal with that uh, very well. In fact, uh, I'd say I didn't deal with it. Um, I literally threw myself into work. I, I actually moved into a new job in a new state um, and, and didn't talk about Adam or his loss, um, and it was two uh, a little bit years later that basically I, I, um, the grief consumed me. Um, I had been thinking about him every day anyway, but um, I had also been thinking for about six months of suicide. I really was completely emotionally at, at rock bottom, and um, I'd been working 
every day, 12 hour plus days, including weekends, and just really driven myself into the ground. And, and it was then that I collapsed and, and I realized that um, Adam would not be at all happy with what I was doing. And um, he'd be devastated, actually. And, and I realized at that point I needed to make a change. And it was working through a formula that I developed um, years ago for uh, achieving what I wanted that I um, that I decided, that's it, I'm going to work through this formula. And that's when I came up with the, the crazy notion of 50 dates in 50 states. And it fulfilled a lot of the goals that I'd already set myself and I thought, you know, why not? You only live once. Okay, this I'm assuming that this is the positive change formula that you're that's, referring to. That's correct. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. You know, how did you develop it in the first place? And, you know, it's interesting that it was sort of lurking in the back of your mind and, and came to you at a time when you really needed it. Tell us a little bit about how you developed that and what it is, because I found it very powerful. Thank you. Um, I, I developed that actually uh, about 20 years ago now, which is showing my age, isn't it? Um, when I was actually all, also going through a, a dark patch, I'd been um, sexually assaulted and I didn't share that with anyone at the time um, and, and again I was in a place where I, I just needed something to keep me going and um, the I worked through it as you do as a kind of you know a bit of a naive teenager and um, I thought you know what if this seems to work I'm, I'm going to try it and I I'd set myself some lofty goals at the time. I was still at school. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to live in Australia because I was grew up in the UK. Um, and I, I, I tr- it's a very simple eight-step formula that basically spells the word positive. It's P is for problems, then options, solutions, in, integ- implementation, tenacity, integrity, victory, and evaluation. And it, so it's a very simple eight-step formula that... Um, I worked through and I followed for, for many years when I was younger and it, and it helped me to achieve everything I and all of the goals I set myself. So, um, and it, it's funny, it, I'd, I'd forgotten about it because, you know, as a, you, when, when life's going good, you don't need these things. Um, and it came back to me, as you said, just at a time when I needed it most. And it, give us a, the, the, the little thumbnail sketch of when you realized that you could use this formula and figure something out, and then the next day, you know, give us that little scenario because that is so, such a powerful tribute to the subconscious mind. <laughs> um, well, I, I was working through my problems, which were, um, and it's funny, a lot of people, we we all have problems, but a lot of the time we don't identify them, and it's through identifying them that we can work out the solutions. So um, the very first step was for me to work out my problems um, and then work out options of solving them. And I was trying to work out the solution because, as I said, I I set myself a number of goals um, in that I was looking for love I realized I was lonely and I wanted someone in my life um, I realized I, I needed an adventure I needed some travel I needed just to break out of my comfort zone and, and to start interacting with people again and meeting people and so um, 
I was trying desperately to find a solution that that would be right and and I went to bed that night and literally at two two o'clock in the morning um woke up with a phrase 50 dates in 50 states in my head and I wrote it down I went back to sleep I woke up the next morning I thought that's a silly thing um, I had my <laughs> yeah. breakfast I still thought that's a really crazy idea why on earth did I wake up with that in my head and um and then it was nagging me all day. I went to work and it was, it was niggling at me. And I, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm just going to have a look at what this could potentially give me in, in terms of fulfilling my goals. And it was the one thing that really, you know, um, would help me to potentially fulfill all of them in one go. And, and so the crazy, you know, it sounds like a crazy notion, but when I actually put it next to my goals, it was the perfect fit. And at that point I thought, Okay, this is this is what I'm going to do. Did you share your idea with anybody, and and they said yeah, that's absolutely the craziest thing I've ever heard, or you know, did you kind of keep it to yourself and and plan more before you broadcast it? What did you do with this idea? I spoke to um, some of my friends and and some of my work colleagues who who were friends, and they all said you're mental. Um, that's a crazy crazy notion. <laughs> Um, I, I must have known it was a crazy notion because I didn't share it with my family <laughs> and particularly not my parents. Um, in fact, they didn't know what I was doing until I was actually on the trip. Um, but, uh, um, but it, it, you know, the, it, the more I thought about it and spoke with them about it, the more I thought, you know, they might think it's crazy, but it seems to be the right thing for me. And um, even though they said it was crazy, everyone smiled and their reaction was like, you know, that, that, it's a great idea, but it's crazy. You can't do it. You know, yeah, that, it's that a great idea, idea, but it's never going to happen. And with that, with that thought, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to hear more about this amazing adventure of Melanie Brocklehurst. This is Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. We'll be back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paula Joy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. 
think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Mel Brocklehurst the author of 50 Dates in 50 States. She's told us how she came to make this decision, and I thought it was just such a creative way. Mel, what did you have to do then, you know, to, to get ready to go? How long was it from the time you had the idea until you actually left Australia? What did you have to do in the meantime to get it all put together? Um, well, as soon as I came up with the idea, I... Um, uh, rang the real estate agent I'd bought my house from and put my house straight on the market because um, I, I decided that I would sell up and uh, and, and move. Um, and um, literally, I, I did that on a Thursday. Uh, the house was on the market and on the internet on Friday. I had a showing on Saturday and it was sold by Monday. Oh, so, my gosh. <laughs> it was absolutely uh, crazy, and I think very much the universe telling me, right, you've made the decision, that's it, we're going. And um, from then, a lot of logistical um, arrangements had to be made. I quit my job. I had two dogs at the time that I needed to house, furniture, the, the whole shebang. So um, I did all of that. And needless to say, what I also needed to do was uh, to find the dates. So I um, set myself up on three different internet sites wrote a profile, explained what I was up to. And um, before I left Australia, three months later, um, I had 12 dates already lined up. That's remarkable. Now, did you have parameters, you know, for you, you get to see the other person's profile. How many did you have to go through, I guess is what I want to know, before you accepted a date with any of these guys? You know, do you ha- did you have a lot of little rules you'd made for yourself, um, or did you go by a gut feeling? How did how did that work? I um, I actually set uh, ten questions that everybody had to answer, um, and uh, the, they it, it was great fun actually creating and developing the questions. Yeah. I I put out on Facebook. This is what I'm doing, and and after the flurry of everybody saying that I was crazy, um, uh, they all came with questions and for a lot of my um friends who, who are not american we watch a lot of your crime shows uh so the, the very first question was you know 
are you a murderer or a serial killer? <laughs> Would they have told you if they had been? <laughs> well, well I, I do say, you know, this is a silly question because, uh, you know, they, they're hardly going to say yes, but, you know, we put it out there anyway. And, and it actually, the, a lot of the questions were, were tongue-in-cheek and um, uh, set to see whether the, the person had a bit of a sense of humour or not. And uh, Yeah, if they uh, didn't, they wouldn't get through those, those questions. No. <laughs> with hindsight, you know, with, with hindsight, did you find that what the men told you about themselves was pretty much what you found when you met them? I mean, were their profiles fairly accurate or did they miss some really glaring things in their personality or lifestyle or whatever? Um, I, th- I think with everybody, you know, we all have varying degrees of honesty um, and also varying degrees of insight to, into ourselves. So I, I won't always say that it's necessarily honesty that uh, that leads people to, to, to say something that's not, not uh, what I would perceive to be true about themselves. But um, in the majority of cases, yep, yeah, people were pretty much straight up in a couple of cases um, I didn't recognize them when they came in because they certainly looked nothing like the photo on the website. Yeah they had it taken when they were 16 and now they're 40 or yeah. Well yes (laughs) yes there there was one like that but even then I was thinking I I don't even think this is you when you were younger you know I think this is is somebody (laughs) that you liked the image of and decided to uh, to copy them in. Well, you really tell about these dates, and and I thought it was just so interesting. Which of these did you consider the best date of all of them? Which one was the most fun, the most rewarding? See, that that is so difficult because I I actually was extremely lucky um well I wouldn't say I was lucky actually I, I think I think uh, towards you know when I was getting going I was I was getting more perceptive and, and getting a formula there but um I had so many great dates I mean I went shark diving in Hawaii uh, my very first date was um riding the roller coasters in California um I I, I did so many amazing things with so many amazing people that it's really hard to whittle down to one but there, there's one date that that um, stands out in my mind for good and, and a couple of embarrassing reasons too, and that was my date with um, Sam, the first date with with him, which um, again was in California. I was a bit naughty, and I went on two dates in that state, and uh, we had a, we had a great time and went to a drive-in movie. At which point in time, you know, we'd we'd spent quite a bit of time together that day, really got on. I uh, got a bit hungry. We'd bought some sandwiches. Uh, I took a bite out of this sandwich and um, it had jalapenos in it. And I happened to be allergic to chili. And, um, And I ended up taking a bite out of this sandwich, realizing very quickly what had happened and unfortunately I'd swallowed and um and so explaining to Sam you know I'm sorry I I need to go to the bathroom ran out I'm weaving and ducking in between all of these cars trying not to disturb everybody else's you know cinema viewing um and ended up in 
the, the stalls being violently sick with this poor date stood out. Oh. <laughs> oh, but Sam was such a nice guy. <laughs> he was. I was hoping he'd stay in the car, but he was such a gentleman. He came with me. He went and bought water. Um, and, and the amazing thing from that was um, we actually, you know, uh, uh, Made out at the drive-in later, if I can say so. Despite all of this, um, um, he still uh, was interested. So you you can completely humiliate yourself. And as long as you take it and have a good laugh, um, uh, it, it can still all work out for the best. Yeah, <laughs> laughter sometimes is is really <laughs> the best medicine. What what would you... That could have been a best and worst date <laughs> all in one. <laughs> what, think, what do you consider the worst date? Because you had a couple of real Lulus. I did. I had some shockers. Um, I... It, it, there were, again, two that, that stand out to me in this respect one was a gentleman who I literally felt like I was trying to pull teeth he he hardly responded he was rude um he was monosyllabic I was asking him lots and lots of questions and he was answering with yes no maybes and after about 20 minutes I'd, I'd drunk my coke I was you know I was thinking this is not working how am I going to get out of here and I just said to him very politely, I said, you know, I, I, I really don't think this is working very well, do you? And, and the longest thing that he said to me in that entire date was, no, you know, I really don't find you very attractive or very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. But at that point, you were probably thinking, well, I'm glad you don't because the feeling is mutual. <laughs> it, it was. And, and it, it struck me later. I mean, thank goodness I had, a, you know, I'd, I'd been on several dates at that point in time and, and I had a lot more. But um, I mean, you know, thanks for his honesty. But um, he if if I'd been somebody who it was my very first date back out in the scene, he could have really, you know, destroyed my, my oh, self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. And, and I learned from that that, you know, um, if, if people behave like that to you on a date, it reflects on them, not on you. So if that ever happens or has happened to anybody out there, I want to let you know that it reflects on them, not on you. Um, and, and that was a very important lesson, that an insight that I had um, uh, as a result of that date. And what you you said you had two worst. Yes, the other one, the other one was <laughs> um, well, there, there were a number actually, but this one again stands out. The other one was uh, interesting because I I felt that it was the opposite actually. The guy was selling himself to me the entire way through the date. He was telling me about what he was working on. He was talking in IT jargon, <laughs> um, which I, I understood some of it, but not all of it because I'm I'm um, a lawyer and a lobbyist and. But, but I worked for an IT company and that was what I realized uh, was his interest in me. He'd found out where I used to work, which was a, um, a big international corporation, and he wanted a job there. And he, he, he thought that somehow um, I could get one for him. So he came to the date for a job interview. He did. <laughs> did he um, hand you his resume? Well, um, I, 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 when I realized what was happening, I kind of stopped him short and said, you know, I, d I don't work for this company anymore and, and I can't actually really help you. And, um, and you know, uh, after that, he, he ended up, um, we went our separate ways and, and 
he made me pay for dinner. <laughs> I couldn't believe. Oh, that very, very irate with me that I couldn't help. <laughs> oh my! It's almost time for a break. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about soulmates. You talk about soulmates. Now I want to know what you mean by that. And and let's talk about soulmates just a bit when we come back. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Mel Brocklehurst saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self-improvement show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Mel Brocklehurst. We're talking about her adventures in 50 states, 50 dates for 50 states. In 50 states is her book. And we wanted to talk a little bit about soulmates. Mel talks about soulmates in her book. Um, Mel, what, what do you consider to be a soulmate? In your view, what's a soulmate? 
I think it's, um, for me, I mean, Ad, Adam was definitely um, my soulmate. Um, and I'm going to say one of my soulmates because I do believe that there's more than one out there for you. Um, and um, for me, it was just, we we had an amazing connection and we... We had some similarities, but actually we were we were polar opposites in in a lot of other ways. But we we shared a lot of values. Um, we shared a lot of uh, I wouldn't say a lot of interest, but there were cer- certain things that we were both passionate about and passionately interested in. And um, it, there was just a connection there always between us, no matter whether we were together in the same country or in the same room or, or on different sides of, of the planet, um, he seemed to know when I needed him and vice versa. And, um, and for me, that's, that there was just, and there still is a, a connection between us that, um, that, that can't be broken. So I, th- I think for me, that would be the definition of soul. So y- your definition is very liter- literally a connection of souls. Yes. Yeah, that that would be mine as well. You say you think people can have more than one. Do you always know when you've met your soulmate? Um, I I don't know if you know straight away. Um, I think that there are just some people out there, um, and they and I don't necessarily either uh, prescribe to the to the idea that they have to be your partner or or your you know your exactly boyfriend, husband um there are just some people out there that you have an amazing connection with and that that for some reason you're linked um and and neither of you can necessarily put your finger on it but they're always that person who who seems to reach out or you reach out to when you need them exactly they're your go-to person yeah Let's talk a little bit about internet dating. You know, what do you think are the positives and the negatives of finding someone online? Um, there, well, there, there are a, a lot of both. <laughs> there, there um, are a lot of both, there, and there, there are a lot of people who actually uh, can be a little bit um, naive, or the, or they can keep finding the wrong person on the internet dating sites because they haven't done the right things themselves. So um, I actually learned a lot along uh, my journey in respect to internet dating and and I actually um, have written a free um, cheat sheet, as I would call it, with the tips and tricks um, of internet dating, what to put on your profile, what photos to put up there, what to look for when you're looking for somebody to go on a date with, um, what what you should be prioritizing um, in terms of you know not not uh, you don't have to go for everybody who's in in your type or, or looks like you think they should you know look um, and and I actually uh, wrote that as a result of of my trip as a, as a uh, something I wanted to give back to people who who are trying this and and doing this and um, if you go to uh, a website called uh, 50hotdates.com. Um, there is a link there to the free download. Feel free to, to go and grab it um, if you are internet dating or thinking about internet dating. And uh, it should provide you with a whole heap of tips and tricks on that. And um, a couple of them, for example, would be that you need to um, be honest about yourself in your profile. I would say, you know, take time to actually write that. So many people take five minutes to write their online profile or they just write a few lines. 
And really, if, if you're seriously looking for a, a partner and a life partner, you need to spend a little bit longer than that thinking what you what it is you're looking for in a person, what it is um, that you think is important about you that they need to know. Um, what are some of the values that you hold dear? Um, what are the, some of the interests that you want to share with the person? And um, and and so it actually took me quite a long time and I, I got several of my friends to vet my profile and make sure that um, I was being honest as well um, and not, you know, painting myself uh, as somebody that I wasn't. So I, I think it's also important, uh, not necessarily your family, because let's face it, they're not always the best people to ask about these things. No. But if, you've got, if you've got close friends who you can show the profile to, um, to, to give you some critique as whether they think you're being honest or not. And again, I say pick those people carefully. You, you, we all know that we've got some friends who are a bit more negative and cynical than others. Um, so, so pick them carefully, yes. but, but, um, but certainly the profile and the photos are extremely important both for yourself and when you're looking at other people. So that site is 50hotdates.com. And when they get to that site, what what's the name of the link they look for? Um, basically, uh, all that is is where they, they just have to um, uh, download the, the free the free um, cheat sheet that I've, well, it's a bit okay. more than a sheet that I've, I've given to them. And, and if they then want, are interested in buying the book, they can link through to the book. But um, it's free. Just go and download free it. Free is now. good. That's what's while on we're there. At, while <laughs> we're at this, how do they find your website? How do they find your book? How do people find you? Uh, I am on 50 uh, Dates in 50 States book. Dot com, um, and there you will see uh, the website about about the book, about me, um, how to contact me, and um, everything else you need to know, really. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's 50 Dates in 50 States book. book. That's com. important that you put book on, or you get to that other person's site who wrote a book by the same name. And you definitely, and I don't know anything about that book, but I can say that you'll be richly rewarded by the story that you read that Mel wrote. Ha! Huh, that was yes, a strange they, sentence there. They always <laughs> say that, that good ideas get copied, and, um, and she, she brought hers out after, after mine. So, yep, um, the same it, summer. It's it's interesting, but you know there we go. Um, uh, my, mine became a bestseller very quickly, so so people seem to like it, and and um, it's, it's so, so that's great. It's such a great read. It really literally reads like a novel, and and you you <laughs> you don't want to put it down until you see what happens in the next destination. How did you you how did you get around the country by and large? How did you travel? Uh, I drove a lot of it, which was um, which was fun and interesting because it was actually my first time driving on on the left, uh, <laughs> as I yeah. keep saying that the wrong side of the road, <laughs> wrong side of the road, <laughs> and um, that that was uh, lots of fun. I developed a great relationship with my GPS called Randy, um, <laughs> who was uh, quite temperamental sometimes, uh, just when I didn't need her to be. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I got to see um, well pretty much all the countryside. Really, it was you probably know more about our country than most of us who've lived here all our lives. <laughs> the big question is this: 
What did you learn about yourself on this journey? I learned so many things. Um, I, I learned through dating other people more about myself than I anticipated. And, and I learned a lot about body language and I learned a lot about um, the human psyche. And, and uh, one thing that uh, for the ladies listening out there, guys get nervous before their first dates too, uh, which is fabulous to know. And there is actually uh, not much difference between the two sexes is one of the amazing things that I learned, except for the fact that guys generally don't talk about it as much as we women do. So Yeah, but, we, we talk about all the details. They don't. Yes, but it, it was interesting to find that um, the majority of the guys I, I went on the dates with were looking for love. They were looking for somebody who shared their values. Um, they were nervous before the first date. They were genuinely, you know, wanting to find somebody as well. And um, that for me was a, a little bit of an eye opener because I can be a bit cynical about these things, I have to admit. Um, so, and, and the, the majority of people, uh, despite some of the bad dates I went on, and, and even, even with those guys, the majority of people are lovely human beings who are just looking for that connection out there in the world. And, um, we that, all are looking for somebody, aren't we? Yeah, and and that was uh, that was very important to 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 see them as well as myself. And, and uh, um, I, I understood a lot more about me. Um, I, I I got to my values and, and my principles and um, what 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 meant a lot to me and what I needed in somebody else. And I think what the, probably the, the biggest thing that, that I realized was, you know, if you're looking for true happiness, you need to look within yourself and not in the mirror. Um, so you need to look in the mirror and within yourself, not in getting happiness from other people. Because If you learned that lesson, I would say that trip was more than worthwhile. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I, uh, I certainly feel like I, I know myself now, I accept myself, um, I, dare I say, I, I, I love myself and who I am, um, uh, and that, that, was, uh, that was precious for me. And see, I, I really have come to believe that you can't really love anybody else or accept love from anybody else until you love yourself. Um, it, and loving yourself, you know, I've got a number of articles about that on the blog, and I would encourage people to look into that. Most people say, oh, no, 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 that's too selfish, that's too egotistic. No, it, it's not. It's something that we really need to do, uh, is fall in love with who we are. You talk about a couple of passions of yours. It's time to go to break, but when we come back, I want to talk about your relationship with girls and their education in Nepal. Um, This is Irene Conlon with my guest Mel Brocklehurst saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? 
Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Mel Brocklehurst. We're ready to start the last leg of this very quickly passing show. Um, can't believe that we're almost at the end, Mel. You have so many things to share. But tell us now about your interest in the, the girls in Nepal and their education. What, you know, how does that, you know, what is that doing to your heart? And and how can people help? Uh, well, I I developed an interest in in Nepal um, as a result of of Adam, who was my soulmate, who who passed away. Uh, prior to his passing, he'd been a, an avid traveler like I am, and um, had spent a long time in Nepal. And he'd actually taught in the schools in in Nepal and, and India in the, in the rural regions. And it was something that was very close to his heart. And um, as a result of of, of of many conversations with him um actually before he died i i went to nepal and, and climbed to everest base camp and met a lot of people and then unfortunately um that was at the start of 2008 and he died in june 2008 and so the next year i went back and um uh specifically with the aim of raising money for a charity that that i thought um he would he would um particularly like and uh, one of them was uh, for uh, to support girls in, in getting an education in Nepal because one of the things that so many of us don't realize is that um, it's such subsistence living over there that their parents can't afford to send them to school and it's not that they don't love their daughters they do um, and you can see that it's just that they they literally they can't afford to send them to school and they can't afford in a lot of instances to actually keep them um, and as a result of that uh, they are highly susceptible to some very bad people who say look you know we'll we'll take your little girls off off you we'll, we'll set them up in Kathmandu um 
which is the capital of Nepal, and they will work um, for, you know, wealthy people and, and have a nice life. Now, what actually happens to these little girls, and, and it happens to around 20,000 a year, is that they get trafficked across the border um, and unfortunately sold into the sex slave in um, India and other countries. And um, it, to me, it's just heartbreaking, and it shouldn't be happening in this day and age. And, and so... Um, I was uh, I was very lucky. I, I raised enough money to put ten girls through school during that trip. And and one of the things that um, I realised when I was travelling the US and that kept coming back to me is that that I actually am very passionate about this subject, and um, I, I very much want to help raise awareness of the issues there and um, and help to raise uh, money and and hopefully enough to actually build a school for those little girls um, to go to um, in, in uh, one of the regions in Nepal. And how can the people who listen to the show help you? Um, at this point in time, um, mainly through going to uh, a charity that's already set up, that's run by the um, Himalayan Foundation. There's the, the American Himalayan Foundation, the Australian one, um, and uh, they have um, a number of charities there specifically uh, for, for various things, but one of them is actually to uh, to sponsor uh, girls to go to school. Um, and I also I, I have uh, another crazy adventure in mind that um, if there are any, is anybody out there who um, who uh, is responsible for uh, brands and sponsorship, I would love to partner with somebody to uh, carry out this adventure and through that to raise further awareness and money um, for, for these girls and, and this, this uh, charity. Brands and partnerships. You, you mean people who do branding, or um, what about one of the? I don't even remember what they're called now, but you can put, you can join a group that buys into your project. Maybe that's one of them, and people can send money. They usually get something in return, but I would think in this case, just knowing that they're helping a little girl go to school would be incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Um, if you will send me some information, I will have a permanent thing on the blog that takes people to this site so we can w- help them. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You know, so. you have had such a rich few years with these adventures. Mel, would you do it again? I would, in a heartbeat. It, it um the the one th- apart from learning so much about myself what uh, what it allowed me to do through the process and this is going to sound so strange is it allowed me to to grieve and i won't say let go of adam because we will always always be connected but to accept that he's uh, no longer here and, and to open my heart to the possibility of meeting others and um and so i, I yes I, w- I would do it again in a heartbeat yeah, in, in reading your book, I saw such tremendous personal growth, you know, that to me it spoke of what a person can do who's intent on knowing more about who she is, who he is. You know, it, it seems to me that you got in touch with yourself so deeply during that trip. I mean, it, it was, very apparent, and I appreciate your openness, your candor, your um, transparency in doing this book. 
You know, sometimes I laughed with you and sometimes I cried with you while I was reading this book. And if they make a movie of it, I'm going to be first in line to see it. <laughs> I can guarantee it. If you did do it again, what would you change? What would you do different? Um, I think I would take a little bit more time um, in doing it. I, I obviously have visa things, so I came in. I came to, into the country twice, actually, to, to do it. And I think I would maybe slow down a little bit. Um, I, I go hell for leather with everything I do. I get very excited and passionate and want to do everything, you know, in 30 seconds or less. And, um, I think I would probably slow down and, 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 um, although that said, you know, I, I enjoyed everything about it. So it is very difficult, but that would probably be the only thing that I, I would do. I would slow down and, um, and, and, um, savor it a little bit more than I did. I have to ask you this. Did you have a favorite state of all of the 50? Which one would you most like to revisit? Um, I, I loved so, so, I mean, it's such a diverse, rich country. It's amazing. Sometimes you feel like you're in a completely different country as well, you know, depending on where you exactly. are. Exactly. The north, the south, the east, the west. It's um, So it's very, very difficult to, to say that. There are a number of states I would consider living in. And for me, that's, a, that's you know, a sign that uh, that they were pretty, pretty special. Um, and uh, but it would be very, very difficult just to just to pin down one, I have to say. Well, then I won't, I won't insist that you do that. <laughs> That's a very good answer. <laughs> it really would be. It's, it's, it's just, it's such an amazing country and with so many amazing people and, and, you know, a variety of flora and fauna. And is it, it would just be, it would be, well, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Let me ask you this for people who would think about doing the same thing. Were you always safe? Did you always feel safe? You know how do they? How do you make sure that you're not getting into danger? Um, I I did always feel safe, but I, I I didn't take many risks. I always met my dates in public. Um, I always forwarded their details to uh, one of my you know trusted friends so that they knew who I was meeting and where I was meeting them. Um, I, I'm very big on safety. I have to say, um, so. Uh, but no, I, I I did feel safe pretty much Good. everywhere everywhere that I went. It's um, uh, I, I think I think as long as you're um, aware of your surroundings and um, and carry yourself confidently, I think you can travel pretty much anywhere. Fantastic! We're right at the end of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Mel? Um, I think for me, I, I went on a huge journey to discover myself and, and realize towards the end that you actually, um, don't necessarily need to step out of your door or, or, or do something crazy, um, like I did to, to find who you are and to work out your issues and set your goals and, 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 uh, create a more positive life for yourself. So I would say to people, if if you are in a situation right now where you are um, facing issues or feeling low, 
take that some time for yourself. So many of us don't, you know, we, we don't prioritize ourselves or take time, take some time to, to you, work out what those problems and those issues are. And from doing that, brainstorm the options because we always have so many options that we just sometimes are blind to and, and you are worth it. You know, everybody out there deserves to be happy, deserves to be loved, and they're all worth spending that time on themselves to um, d- to discover what it is that they want and what will make them happy in this world. Fantastic advice. Mel, thank you so much for being with us today. This is Irene Conlon and my guest Mel Brocklehurst saying thank you for being with us today. Come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, 